on top of which his pursuit of Inuit language variation around the Earth's northern reaches eventually led him to Siberia, so that he became fluent in Russian and now, as a sideline, translates contemporary Russian novels into French. All of which is to say that Menessier is a French intellectual. To many people in this age of universal dumbing down, that would be considered a slur, suggesting things like arrogance and a focus on narrow, cerebral, navel-gazing concerns. But the term can also encompass a way of looking at the world that is becoming sadly rare. Call it a serious commitment to idiosyncrasy. People who are configured this way can give you a headache, but they can also delight you with their inexorable weirdness. They work the way a joke does, pulling you unexpectedly off the easy chair that is your customary vantage point. They make you remember, if only for a moment, what a wild place the world really is. So I was happy to ride this way for the next few minutes to listen to a little discourse on the seven Eskimo dialects, how they divide into two families, what linguistic markers separate them, and the efforts to preserve the dialects and their cultures. Eventually we clattered back down the metal staircase to the floor below. Here two women in lab coats sat at a table handling human bones, long leg bones with porous knobby joints, skulls of a slightly sickening orangey-brown hue. In the next room we passed a group of maybe four dozen complete human skeletons hanging on hooks, with a single gorilla skeleton standing in front of them, like a short, thick sergeant drilling a lanky squadron. As we went back out through the entry to this area, we walked by a bust of Pierre-Paul Brocat, the nineteenth-century anthropologist and pioneer of brain study. We headed downstairs, passing the main exhibition floor of the museum with its quaint permanent exhibition, an almost aggressively confident display devoted to human evolution in which a succession of dramatically lit dioramas hit the milestones in the march of bipedalism. From Australopithecus, with its wide-arching plates of bone across the eyes, to Cro-Magnon, with its voluminous cranal capacity and frontal bulge, to their more delicate modern cousins. Finally we could descend no further. The basement was in the process of being remodeled, and the fresh plasterwork and exposed bulbs gave it the pleasingly appropriate feel of a catacomb. My host produced a set of keys and opened a storage room door. Once we were inside, he unlocked a wall cabinet and pulled out a finely polished, curiously elegant wooden box whose lid was fastened with metal hasps. He unsnapped these. There was a flourish of gauzy white paper. Then he reached in and extracted the object I had come to see. It was small, smooth surprisingly light. The color varied. In places it had been rubbed to a pearly gloss, while other areas were deeply grimed, but mostly it had the look of old parchment. And indeed it was an object with stories to tell, not only figuratively, but literally. More than two centuries ago someone had written a lofty poem in Latin on its crown, the letters of which were now faded to a watery brown. Another inscription right across the forehead hinted darkly, and in Swedish, of a theft. 
tightly scrawled signatures of three of the men who had owned it through the ages were faintly visible on the sides. It was the skull of René Descartes, the so-called father of modern philosophy and one of the more consequential humans who ever lived. Menessier set it on a table before me. Voilà le philosophe, he said dryly. Three years earlier, while sitting in the main reading room of the New York Public Library, plowing through a volume of 17th century philosophy, I had chanced upon the fact that sixteen years after his death in 1650, Descartes had suffered the indignity of having his bones dug up, after which people began taking pieces of his remains. Why do certain thoughts stick in the mind? They seem to have no practical value, but stand out from sheer strangeness. Typically, you'll entertain them for a while, like a child's toy.